Welcome to Real Estate Explained, the podcast where we simplify the often complex world of real estate. Whether you're a first-time home buyer, a seasoned investor, or simply curious about the industry, we've got you covered. Join us as we explore the ins and outs of buying, selling, and investing in real estate and learn from industry experts along the way. Let's go. And welcome back to another episode of Real Estate Explained. I'm your host, Michael Kahn, and I am joined once again with my co-host, Joseph Carino-Pace. Good morning, Joseph. How's it going, Mr. Mike? Good morning to you. Absolutely amazing. Another great day out here in the Hudson Valley. Another fantastic day. It's been beautiful, right? Yes, we had a fake summer, and we are (laughs) uh, back into spring, which is the weather that I love, mid-60s, 70s. Fantastic this morning. I love this weather. Yep. Beautiful. The best, the absolute best. Yeah. Um, and That's what's why we live here. Yeah, couldn't agree more. And the other best is uh, having a great people to interview in the Hudson Valley. And ladies and gentlemen, we have another fantastic interview uh, t- lined up for you today. I'm so excited to introduce uh, a good friend of mine in the business, somebody who uh, brings value to the part of the transaction that is a large mystery to most people, including real estate agents. Um, you know, this, you know, when you buy a house, uh, you're making offers, you're working with a lender, you're working with attorneys, and then something comes along and they say, okay, we're going to run title. And a lot of us just say, okay, it's part of the process. What does that mean? Exactly. But what, what, what does it mean? Mm -hmm. What are the ins and outs? Do I need it? You know, do I have to get it? Do I not have to get it? Ladies and gentlemen, today we have an insurance title, uh, title insurance agent with us. Her name is Yaritza Ruiz uh, from Absolutely Clear Title. Um, Yaritza and I have been working together for quite a while, and I absolutely love uh, working with her because not only is she a fantastic title agent, but she also is very big on education, uh, connecting with the clients, because again, it's a big mystery. Usually your title representative, you never get to speak with. Yuritza will talk with anybody about title. Yuritza, welcome to the show. Welcome. Nice to have you. Yes, nice to have you. Yes, thank you for having me, guys. One of our favorites. (laughs) <laughs> Absolutely. Super excited to uh, to dive into this. Um, I have a feeling that a lot of people, uh, a lot of our listeners are going to be very interested to learn about this big mystery as well. Um, so light bulbs. We're ready to psh, light yeah. bulbs. Yeah, let's <laughs> let's it. let's demystify title um, and excuse me and talk about it a little bit. So first, uh, let's actually start with tell us a little bit about your background, what you're doing now, how you got to where you are, you know, tell me, tell us a little bit about yourself. So I am originally, I'll start from where I was born, right? Born and raised in the Bronx. I am a transplant to the Hudson Valley, been eight years now. Birthplace of hip hop. (laughs) Yes, of course. (laughs) Um, Except that we didn't have Biggie and I am a huge Biggie fan. From Brooklyn. But um, huge transplant, love the Hudson Valley, like you guys said in the beginning, for all its beauty. Mm -hmm. I was a real estate paralegal for a very long time, almost 10 years out of college. Wanted to be a lawyer. So that's kind of like where it drifted mm-hmm. me. And then throughout my years of being a paralegal, I just saw poor customer service. And then back then, what I thought was like the balance that I was looking for, not working on that drive for attorneys, their constant flow and mm-hmm. um, rush. I said, oh, let me get into the title world. Because as a banking paralegal, so like when mm-hmm. you represent a bank, I was on that end. Mm-hmm. And being there, I had more exposure to title. 
but it was just that to me, right? What did it mean for this particular transaction? And that's how I shifted into a title insurance company. And I was there for about eight years pre-COVID and mm. wanting to change the course of the understanding, increase customer service, which was also poor in that sector mm -hmm. of the transaction. I said, hey, let me go get licensed. Let me take the leap. And then Absolutely Clear was born in June of 2020. So we're about to be Congratulations. Three years. Wow, Thank that's you. awesome. Congratulations. And yeah. we'll, we'll certainly dive into that, the whole customer service aspect and, and stuff like that. But, mm -hmm. you know, uh, super incredible journey that you've been on and now you're you're doing really big things up here in the hudson valley so demystify this um you're a buyer you're getting told that title is going to get ordered yep. what does that mean what are we doing so that means that someone is going to research your rights to your property the usage of that property you're going to pay a one-time fee and it's going to protect you for the duration of your ownership and if you pass away while you still own that property, it will protect your heirs and their heirs. It is considered an indemnity insurance. And the reason why is because it's not like the car insurance or the home insurance or life insurance that we know about, right? Most people know, like, I have insurance so that if something happens to me, I'm protected. Yep. But title insurance is if something happened in the past that it was missed, there was an error, now mm. I'm still protected. Well, like when you say that, like something in the past, what do you mean by something in the past? What does that mean, something in the past that happened to Some, your properties? The, you know. So one of the most common items that you'll find is there was maybe a husband and wife owned the property, and they're now heirs. Both of them have passed away. They've owned the house for 50, 60 years. Now mm -hmm. there's five siblings. Okay. And three of those siblings are the ones that are considered, you know, standing citizens. They're, you know, they come together. They they talk, there's no rift between those three. Mm -hmm. They run all these documents in the surrogates court, which is where you would go if you have a property that someone has passed away and they own it. Mm -hmm. And they only disclose to the court that there's only three heirs. Mm -hmm. But there's actually oh, five. Okay. And then those two or one of those two discovers like, hey, wasn't I entitled to some money or something? Mom and dad own this house. And that is a huge claim in the title insurance world. Oh, but like, wouldn't the brothers and sisters just have to pay him off? Or do they have some sort of rights to the house? It would become a payoff situation. But at that point, it will be for the title company and their underwriter, which supports any claims that come from the work that they did at Got that it. time of the transfer. They're the ones that has to come up with that determination and say, okay, yeah, these two people had a valid claim. And that title insurance protects the now buyer owner of that house. So they don't have to come out of pocket monetarily or legally because that title insurance policy that they purchased, that closing, that's mm -hmm. they're all the security they need. Yeah. So that's, it's very interesting. So it could be a, a very simple paperwork error that could lead to a tremendous problem Absolutely. for a homeowner. Absolutely. Something yeah. as small as uh, a missed mortgage, you know, yeah. Like one example that I was saying that that I thought of was you have a homeowner who rents their home out, right? Mm -hmm. yep. They have the tenant there 10, 12 years. Now they want to sell. The tenant's like, you know, I'll buy it. And mm -hmm. the title company didn't see that there was a line of credit that was opened by this landlord. Mm -hmm. He hasn't used it in five, six years. He thought he paid it off. He's good to go. 
it's still a record, never officially closed off, that can become a problem for the buyer. Interesting. Hmm. Interesting. So wait, so, you know, initiating and working with you during the title insurance, so you'll go back and you'll look at all that history, basically. We're required. So you're, you're required. How many years do you kind of go back and look? Though? I mean, you know, in some of these cases, because in some cases, these houses could have been owned. By George Washington. By George Washington, yes. right. I mean, do you, I mean, <laughs> how far back do you ask George what's going on? How do you find all that? Like, what do you, how do you do all that? So it's a combination of public record and a combination of searches of certain municipalities. So we ch- check court records for things like lawsuits and possible divorces. We check um, public record to see anything, which a lot of the public records right now start from like the 1970s. Mm-hmm. So we start from there, but we also go back. If that 1970-something deed doesn't seem right or there's some air situation or it's not pretty clear, we have to go back further. There are some situations in which we have to go back a minimum of 60 years. But if oh, we're wow. searching the, let's say, the easements or the rights of, like, do other people have rights to does the utility company have rights to my property? We might have to go back even further than that, depending on the development of that land. Right, because the homeowner may not know that. They may not know. That's that one there of the, are the biggest issues that I wish I can just change. Yeah, really. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so then, so really, your job is to clear up all those answers. Is really to to make sure, right? Yeah, it's that, not, that property is clear to sell. It's our job as title agents, absolutely clear. To, yeah, absolutely, absolutely clear. clear. <laughs> to bring up all of the things. Yeah, yeah. to bring up. I wonder all where you got things. that? Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the cute little uh, part of my name. Absolutely clear. Very. I want everyone to be absolutely clear. Yeah. It's it's very important to me for people to understand. Understand, and even even with what I do on a daily basis, we still see that there are buyers that don't realize that the utility company has the rights to put massive flags on their front lawn, and they can't put just a, a cute little bench there mm-hmm. because you know there's too many wires underground, and they might be in an pr- emergency. And these things are not disclosed to them when they purchase. You know, right, they'll just right, tell right. you, "Oh, you, your title's clear," but not yeah. telling you that. You're really clear. Hey, this is part of it. Mm-hmm. You know, this is part of it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, when when we're running title, you're researching everything and anything that is related to the title of that property. Um, in you know, as we just talked about, including things like easements. So it's not just custody of the title and 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 ownership. who own. Ownership. It's not just ownership, yeah. but it's encumbrances. It's uh, judgments, judgments, liens. liens. Mm-hmm. So anything that could affect their the, the new owner's rights yep. to and the property usage. and their usage. But doesn't the lawyer do all that? I thought that's what the lawyer did. No. The lawyer's role in New York, it being an attorney, uh, attorney state, state, right? right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Their ma- main role is to protect your rights within your contract. Yep. Oh, so the, all right. the terms of that contract, are you protected by that? When right. it comes to working with the title company, the role of the attorney should be to review that title report, any items that may affect so that we can definitely get to the closing table with a clear title. Mm-hmm. So it is the attorney's responsibility to explain it, right? Is that why the attorney will sort of, you know, bring in the title company? Or can someone go to you directly and say, hey, I need you to be, I want like... You know, you're, I want you to be run my title. I think the reason why attorneys, why it's become so customary for attorneys to handle and have that relationship with the title company mm-hmm. is because they know the jargon, right? So they'll be provided with this report and the buyer's not going to know what to do with that. Most realtors don't know what to do with that. Mm-hmm. So 
the title agents can tell the attorney, hey, I need a payoff. I need this. And we can speak to each other and clear things up. And that's usually where the relationship happens, kind of behind the scenes. Mm, I but, see. Okay. Because it is, I mean, when you look at title reports, the language gets complicated. Oh. There's, there's a lot of things. No doubt. I still get complicated. I still yeah. look it over and go, what is this? Yeah. Right. I mean, I, yeah. I it, it does, does get sense. complicated. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know? That famous line from uh, Beetlejuice, the, the, the afterlife book. Beetlejuice. It reads like, reads like <laughs> stereo instructions. They can't read it. That's how I feel about title reports. <laughs> like, exactly. I can't read these things. <laughs> so, so you read, I mean, you really have to be up on, I mean, how do you, I'm how do you educate business. yourself on all this stuff? I mean, my gosh, oh my gosh, I yeah. can just imagine. I'm in the business of um, yeah. reducing risks. That's what I say, right? Our our job is to reduce claims, reduce risks, mm-hmm. find errors, find inconsistencies, mm-hmm. right? So the biggest, and because we're in an industry that's constantly changing, um, we as title agents, much like realtors, have to take licensing and keep up right. our license sure. credits and take continuing education credits. Mm-hmm. But I also stay up on the New York Land Title Association. I'm a member of them, and they're constantly sending out memos about differences and changes that's going on in the industry. And that's just kind of how I stay on top of things and, you know, attend Well, the it's so important. I mean, you know, in theory, you're right. I mean, someone just buying a piece of property, that's fine. But the, the real legality of that property... Yeah, and and, and, and really being on top of this is yeah. so important. I mean, so so that's really the, the role of a, of a title company, yeah. really. Yeah. Is, is and understanding, understanding the ever-changing. So like right. during COVID, mm-hmm. we had a situation in which judgments and liens only last for a certain amount of time against your name or against a property. And because mm-hmm. of COVID and that lack of getting to the courts and ex, you know filing a lien, if someone had a lien against you, that got extended. And we have to stay on top of that as agents to know, hey, what's the time limit? Because someone can say... I was covered by the extension of COVID, and I'm still. Oh, interesting. Yeah, very interesting. Yeah, lots, lots to know. Uh, bankruptcies, I think, could play a big role. I know we had a yep, uh, we had somebody too. with a with a bankruptcy, and you know, the owner didn't even know if she owned her house or not. Wow. <laughs> you know, I mean, because she began the bankruptcy proceedings. Well, she she had a bankruptcy, and uh, they apparently were foreclosing on the house but it like it never happened she was still living there um and you know we were completely lost as to who actually owned the house um and i i imagine that you know despite the fact that this is a very serious process you know ownership of a house people still make mistakes and don't follow due process and don't you know do the right things and sometimes it could lead to you know ownership of a house belonging to somebody else i'm so glad you said that because i think that's the biggest thing that we do is making sure that we're taking that extra step to clarify it and we live in a world where there can be human error and that's usually the biggest issues for claims yeah yeah we just had one not too long ago you and i kind of took a look at where it was a tax auction and uh they quote unquote notified the next of kin right but the county sent out a certified letter and your point was incredibly valid um the the next of kin could say that certified letter was a christmas card you know i mean we have absolutely no evidence that the next of kin was actually notified granted we have the receipt from the certified letter but no documentation of the right person signing that document and returning it of of proper notification so going down the rabbit hole could this person come back later and have some sort of claim to the house claiming due process wasn't followed the answer is possibly yes oh yes you know, possibly yes. yes. And if they do, I mean, that's certainly where 
someone that, you know, if you've done the search, you've done that, that's where your insurance comes in and says, hey, you know, we've got, this is why it's title insurance. Yes. And we yes. help to cover you for that because yes. we've done that due diligence. Yeah. So then you go to bat for them. Yes. Well, it would depend on the what is in their policy because there are things that can be put into a policy and removed from a policy depending on the transaction details, mm -hmm. right? So, for example, I can know that the, let's say a commercial space is being sold and we know that there's tenants there, right? Mm -hmm. um, we have to put that language in there. That there, And you've asked me this before, like, why do we put that? And it's because we make no representation as a title company as to the occupancy, what's going on in there. You know, yeah. We don't know if there's right. tenants. So, but someone can cause a problem. Someone can violate something or there can be a lien or whatever. Right. So, so not every title insurance plan is the same. It really no. needs to be tailored to the particular property. Absolutely. The history of it. So, Absolutely. so, it, so it can vary based on the property. I mean, it, it really, yeah. It can vary. Yeah. Because that, this particular yeah. property might have a driveway easement, but your neighbor doesn't. Right. Like right I have now. that situation where like I have a full driveway, but my neighbor has a driveway easement where it's a townhouse and they share yeah. like a split driveway type mm -hmm. of thing. It can also be something like there's a stream in the back of my house, but not in the back of yours. And those are little things that are within the policy mm -hmm. that are protected. Interesting. So, mm -hmm. so you research the property, make sure everything looks good and clean, bring everything to light. Um, and then ultimately offer an insurance policy for people so that when they purchase their house, the worst case scenario for them is, they're not responsible for anything that's on that report. You are right. Correct. Excellent. I think that is a no brainer. Um, <laughs> but is it something that we have to do? So it depends on who you ask, right? Okay. Because in New York state, it's not required for you to purchase what's called an owner's policy, which is, which is everything that we've already talked about. That's what protects you, your owner's yep. policy, right? Yep. If you're borrowing money from a bank, they're going to require for you to have a lender's policy that protects them. So if no. there is a claim against your ownership or the usage, the bank is protected from their mortgage and the money that they protect, um, gave to you. Yeah. But the owners, it's totally up to you. And But most attorneys, most lenders, most professionals would advise you, you need to get it because if there is a claim, the bank will be good, but you're not going to be good. I mean, and look, I, I mean, love or hate banks, they're not going to make financial decisions that aren't in their best interest. Absolutely. You know, so they're purchasing, they're, they're requiring insurance for, uh, for this for a reason. Um, and it makes a lot of sense. What are, what, what, what are some of those costs look like? I know that it depends a lot on the price point and stuff like this, mm -hmm. but what could somebody be, you know, expecting as far as a cost from a title company is concerned? Percentage wise, I would say about 5%, okay. give or take on your, of your purchase price. Okay. Um, there's a lot of things that go into what I call your title bill. Yep. That sort of plays a double role. So the buyer will see on their bank disclosures, you know, what the bank is charging you. They'll see recording fees mm -hmm. for the mortgage or mm -hmm. to record the deed that puts the property into your name. Those items are actually collected by the title company, as well as the mortgage tax that you pay for borrowing that money from the bank. We collect it as your title agent. So there's actually a small portion of fees that go to the title company to cover their fees and overhead and the policy that you purchase. And do they need to pay that? Like, is this an ongoing type of expense? I mean, you know, tell the, tell our viewers. I mean, really, I mean, that's yeah. just, just a one-time fee. It's a, right. right. It's a one-time fee that you pay at closing and that premium mm -hmm. that's usually titled owner's policy or fee policy mm -hmm. is what covers you. That's that one-time premium covers you for the duration of your ownership. 
or your heirs or depending on how, how long you own it. How long you own it for. Got mm-hmm. it. So, and, and that's, that's a whole nother part to your business, right? You do all the research, you issue the policy, but aren't you responsible for transferring title to the next, like you, you actually go to the closing and transfer the title to Correct. the next owner, right? And yes. make sure that's done right as well. Yes. So our post, what we call our post-closing responsibilities yep. are collecting all the documents at the closing, making sure that they get recorded with the county, that's the deed mm-hmm. and the mortgage. Mm-hmm. And if there's a, a mortgage that your seller had, we make sure that that's paid. And we then follow up with that. Let's say it's a credit union or chase. We follow up with them and say, Hey, we paid you off a month ago. You're responsible for filing the discharge or the release of this mortgage from this property. So my new buyers clear, that's also our responsibility and any more, any uh, taxes or water that's due within 60 days. So that the next title person is, has clear title. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. We have to piggyback off of each other, but the yeah. importance is to watch for each other's errors, right? So even yeah. if someone purchased a home two years ago and now they're going to sell it, you can assume, right? Most people say, ah, what, what did they do in two years? Yeah. We right. could have done a lot. So these, these little fees that you're seeing adding up uh, are well spent, right? You're, you're, you're making sure that you own the house. You're making sure that all of this stuff that can get lost in the sauce mm-hmm. is getting done and taken care of and a small price to pay for making sure that there's there, there's no problems going forward. Yes, but I, I think that as a buyer, it's important for you to know where your money's going. So mm-hmm. request the quotes and the estimates of title as long as you know the property address, what your purchase price is going to be, more or less what you're going to borrow if you are taking out a loan. Yeah. You can get an itemized invoice that tells you that this is where all your money's going. You should know because that's what matters, right? When you're buying a house every day. Sure, sure. And, and, and it's interesting. You brought up something really interesting that I want to bring and go back to and that, you know, someone that bought a house two years ago may say, you know, I, why am I, I don't, I don't want to spend that kind of money. I mean, but you're right. What it really comes down to is you're looking for human error at that point. Most of the time. And I know we've spoken about that before because I've even asked you that too. I'm like, but why? And you're like, well, Joe, you just, it does happen. I mean, people. Human error, people lie. You know, like yeah. people lie. Like, for example, like we'll take the two-year example. I, I bought the house and now I want to sell it, but no one knows that I took out a line of credit, you know, yeah. a year ago. Or I have a credit card that I just didn't want to pay. and mm-hmm. I forgot about it. I've literally had that where people say, that's not me. I, I, I yeah. thought I paid that off. I, I thought I was good. And maybe, and maybe they did, mm-hmm. but... At the same time, they right. never removed the lien. They never yeah. closed it. They never closed it out. Right. And that mm-hmm. stays against the property. And Correct. this new homeowner coming in now. Can pose a problem. Can absolutely pose that problem. Mm-hmm. Well, so yeah. uh, walk me through a little bit. Somebody is buying a house. How, what, at what point do they order title? Like what, where, where's the start off point? What, what do the buyers need to know about getting started working with a title company? So... Because, like you said in the beginning, title and the title company or title agency is usually someone that you don't know is doing the work for you in the background. I would recommend forming your team ahead of time. So when you have your realtor and you start to pick your attorney and your bank, know who your title agent is going to be or who your title company is going to be. If you're taking that recommendation from your realtor or your attorney, tell them, hey, can we get on an email? Can I meet them? Can you introduce me? So that you really know everyone that's on your team. Because the title work and the research starts to happen usually once you sign your contract. And once that contract is signed, that's like the initiation. So you have your contract already on on deck, and then you have your bank working with your title company simultaneously to get to that clear to close. 
And a lot of the times you're going to hear as a buyer, oh, we're waiting for title or we're waiting for municipal searches or, you know, we can't get in touch with the title. Usually we're like the scapegoat in the situation. <laughs> we like to blame you for everything should make there. the scapegoat my logo. Right. Um, <laughs> but if you know your agent or you know who the title company is or who you can reach out to that point of contact, it'll really reduce the confusion and the buyer can and clearly work with you directly absolutely i mean i think it's a lot customary. of times it's behind the scene we don't think you know our buyers don't believe they can work with yeah. title or they don't even know they need title so they don't know i mean that's just uh, you know it's an umbrella term and right. and mm -hmm. they have confidence in either their realtor or their attorney mm -hmm. that things are being done and that's fine right but for those that are like you know i want to get the answers i don't want to wait for the call back I want to know everyone. I want to know where all my money is going. Mm -hmm. It's good to form your team ahead of time. Just ask questions. That's just really. Yeah. Buyer beware. But, you know, clearly they're, they are entitled to they gain access be. to you. Right. If there is a claim after right. closing. You need to speak to your title agent, not to your attorney, not to your realtor. Yeah. You and if you don't know who the title agent is, how do you how, how do, you do you do, do that? that? Right. Um, no, I, I, I think it makes a lot of sense. So, uh, so I completely agree with you. I think forming your team early is huge. We talk a lot about this on our podcast. Forming the team is important. Your inspector, your agent, your lender, your attorney, it takes a team to buy a house. The title person is a huge role of that team. And most people don't even know they exist. They just wait for the attorney to say, okay, we've got it. And, right. you know, yeah. I, I, I get it. It, it. it works. But, you know, when you're spending half a million dollars, a million dollars, even $200,000 on a piece of property, um, I think it would be great to understand everything that goes in that Absolutely. and, and working with somebody that's actually doing the research on your home, even, uh, to, you know, I know one of the things that I love about working with you is you have, is it right on your website? You can book a like clarity a, like session. A clarity session. Yes. yes. Like understanding it. And mm. you can talk one on one with Yaritza um, and she will help you understand. And is this for clients or is this for uh, anybody, anybody to get started? Anybody. I, okay. So, what I is a clarity session? Yeah, tell us about that. So, a clarity session, I'll take, you know, 30, 45 minutes, an hour if it takes that long. If you're a realtor, a buyer, even a seller, mm -hmm. just get on the phone with you, answer your questions, just give you kind of the A's to Z's of what to expect mm -hmm. because that was a paralegal for such a long time so i just understand the new york flow and you know? how much it's like 250 dollars right <laughs> yeah <laughs> not yet not yet it, it, it should <laughs> maybe be. one day no yeah. no it's i feel like it's just valuable information that people need to know yeah. and you don't really yeah, so it's just I don't free of service it's just free good yes. for you yaritza yes. that is so nice thank you See, that's about customer service right there, Mike. It's all Listen, about customer service. I, you know, I'm a firm believer you get back what you put into that's this world. That's true. Uh, and, and it's one of the reasons, again, yep. I have learned more about title uh, working with Yuritsa than I have in, in the, the several years I was a real estate agent before knowing her because she's so willing to educate, take the time to talk to oh, me about everything. Thank it's, you. It's, it's, well, I don't it's know if you know, Mike, but I've been attending one of her classes lately. So, yes. Um, yes. Seminars. Uh, her pretty seminars. pretty great, isn't it? It really is. And you know what? Even for myself, um, you know, being more familiar with some of these, as you said, there's changes. There are multiple changes. Laws change. Things change all the time. So I appreciate that, that you do offer Thank that you. too. I appreciate that so, you embrace that because I'm trying to be an industry disruptor mm -hmm. and I want to educate the realtors. I want you guys to be powerful and understand that a lot of the times you guys navigate and really control the New York transactions, but you get really crappy treatment. And, uh, 
Well, you, well we appreciate you. I, Thank you. You know, becoming a super educated realtor, I believe, is incredibly important. When you're touring a house with somebody, you could start to pick up signs about encumbrances and, and understanding what an easement is. And, uh, you, you know, you'll know how to look at a tax auction a lot differently when you understand the title behind it. Uh, and, and when you you know, learn from other people's experiences and you have great educators like Yuritsa on your team, you know, you just overall are much more prepared to protect your buyer clients and seller clients. Yep. Um, when you're approaching a, a home sale, um, you're certainly prepared with much better questions to ask them uh, when getting ready to list their house than yes. without that experience. I so, love that because I feel like most people don't think that sellers have a responsibility to title and that's the complete opposite. So it comes all yeah. about... That was actually, uh, that's a seminar that I have put together and I will be giving it again. It's like, what questions do you need to ask your buyers, your sellers, your bank yeah, as a realtor? That would be a great one. Yeah. What it, are, it's all important. What, 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 any roadblocks that you regularly face, any challenges you have to overcome as a title agent? I think it goes back to kind of the communication. Okay. The communication overall between all the parties. Yeah. You know, which kind of brings me to like a story, like I say, if... If we work together and we communicate, things kind of flow better, right? So I had a situation recently where the seller didn't, the seller's attorney did not realize that one of his sellers were not going to be in town. And we had the closing scheduled for like a day or two later. And it, it was like, oh, you know, we got to push this off to next week. And the buyer's like, whoa, no way. I have to get out of my current place. You know, we, we all yeah. know that situation, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Yep. And... I said, I call the buyer, I call the seller's attorney, I said, listen, we'll make it happen. Like, I will find you a notary. I, we can do remote notarization now. Thank you, New York State law. You right, know, right, we yep. will make it happen. And we did. And yep. we did. Excellent. And you made so, it work. Yeah, just communication is usually the biggest roadblock. And people, that with everything, though, too, right? I mean, it's, it's all about communication. And but, it's kind um, of like pushing the envelope, right? Mm -hmm. And Mike experiences this with me a lot, which is like making, uh, bringing this service up to light and having the agent as a big major player in the transaction, that's a challenge. Mm -hmm. And um, But we're for it and having people like you guys to push that. What I've found is typically title industry is a very process operations driven company, right? It, you form relationships with attorneys and your processors and I, I, I get it. It makes a lot of sense. Um, but having this uh, additional layer of customer service, um, willing to explain things and reach beyond the attorney and uh, title representative relationship to the end consumer who really needs to understand this, I, I, I would imagine that attorneys would be quite appreciative because now they don't have to explain it <laughs> to their, <laughs> to, to, you know, like, uh, let me explain what, what this yeah. crazy this complicated situation is. is. They're, you. They're, right. you know, I'd like to get to that yeah. point where, yeah. you know, the attorney can tell their, their buyer or seller, like, Hey, yeah. when we get to that point, I'll put you in touch with the agency. Let them explain to you five, 10 minutes, what it is that's required of you and we'll work together. But it's, it's a, it's a process. Yeah. No, no doubt. Yeah. Uh, but we'll get there. I think it's interesting. And I think, you know, certainly to our viewers and listeners out there, I think, you know, just hearing things that you've said already, you know, to be able to educate themselves on title yep. is going to be so important. And they could help to change some of that, uh, that environment around the, the buying and selling process. Yeah, well, they choose, so. you know, if you pay, you should be able to choose. That's right. kind of like my motto. Yeah, but I think it's also <laughs> interesting what you said is it's also later on. You know, if they have a question later on with their title, Absolutely. they're not having to call their lawyer or, you know, their realtor who they may not remember anymore. 
You know, yeah. hopefully they've held on to who the title person was to be able to reach out for questions later on. I mean, how important would that be? Uh, I, yep, I, I couldn't agree more. I yeah. had a friend that uh, purchased a house um, and no, this isn't me. Yep. Oh, no, it's a, <laughs> <laughs> it's a Listen, friend, Mike. Okay, yeah. tell us how it happened to uh-huh. you. I mean, your friend. No, this, this, this one definitely <laughs> wasn't me, but a, but a very close friend purchased from a tax auction, um, had title ran by an attorney uh, and they did not purchase title insurance and they did not go through an actual title company um the attorney looked at it i mean they bought it at a tax auction right it was boom 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 done and done um and the attorney told them that everything looked great they renovated the house listen to this guys they renovated that they bought the house for like twenty five thousand dollars at a tax auction it was in terrible dilapidated shape they renovated the house and had it listed on the market for $400,000. Complete gut job. They sunk in $175,000, maybe $200,000 into the property. They had it listed and accepted offer at $400,000. They go under contract. The buyer is getting title insurance and due process was not followed. The heir was never notified, right? Now, for those of you that do not know, they have a claim to the house that you just spent $200,000 renovating. Am I right, Yuritza? Yes, Absolutely. Like, but don't, don't I get my money? But no, right? Like, like they could essentially go back and pay off that tax lien or or that and, and potentially take the house from you, even though you just spent two, 175, 200 grand renovating it. Yes. Guys, I'm, I'm telling, I'm sharing the story. It actually ended up working out. Okay. Um, they bought off the previous heir. Um, not very cheaply either, but they were able to pay that person off. I think very luckily that person was not in a position to even pay off the tax lien. And, mm. uh, you know, so getting a few extra bucks was a, a huge uh, win for that person. But mm. um, not doing your homework and due diligence when it comes to title and when it comes to chain of custody and all those other things can cost you greatly. Uh, it also almost cost a very good friend of mine hundreds of thousands of dollars on yeah. a renovation that they did. Um, so uh, I, I think... Peace of mind. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so just, just recapping, you know, um, you know, getting title insurance is just one step, but it's understanding what your home, is, you know, the, the chain of custody, all of the all of the things that go with usage and ownership of the home um, and then protect it with a relatively inexpensive insurance plan um, and uh, be absolutely clear <laughs> that <laughs> <Love> your home <laughs> Love that. That, that your home is yours and you're not going to have any trouble any other uh, any other parting advice for our guests um I think I've said it before which is kind of just form your team ask yep. questions and don't be afraid to kind of take the initiative, right? Because why not? No, if yeah. nothing else, I think that's the biggest thing um, that our listeners should get out of all this really is, you know, you have access to your title person. Yes, absolutely. And, and, I, and I often think, I think back on my own previous years, you know, have I ever considered that before? Probably not, no. you know, or I should say my friend. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how, um, how, uh, how, if somebody wanted to get in touch with you and talk title, how would they yeah. do that? So you can reach me and my cell is either you can text me or call me at 845-241-0060. I'm also on Facebook, Absolutely Clear Title. I'm on Instagram. I believe it's at Absolutely Clear Title. 
You can also visit my website, acleartitle.com, which is where I want all realtors to go and download your smoke detector affidavits and make our life <laughs> I've easier seen that there as before. title yes, agents. Thank uh-huh. you. That's great. Yes. Yep. Um, yeah, that's, that's pretty much it, acleartitle.com. Excellent, excellent. Great and stuff. again, just a reminder, if you've got questions, Yuritsa will take time out and just chat with you. Go ahead and book a, a nice. clarity session yes. and, yep. uh, and, and you'll be good to go. Well, I appreciate uh, I appreciate you coming down. Thank you so Long much. Um, Thank you. And uh, this was cool. This was great. It was, it was nice fun, having right? you with us. Yes. <laughs> super, super good. Thank ho- you so much. Appreciate hopefully, it. our clients are absolutely clear. Have a good one, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Yay.